0: You are listening to the Apex Nutrition Podcast on Mountain Bike Radio. Hello and welcome to the Apex Nutrition Podcast. I'm Ben Welnick and with me is Kelly Jennings. Kelly, hi.
1: Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Good. All right, folks, this episode is going to, we're just going to call it supplements. Keep it simple. But what we're going to do is uh kind of give a rundown. We have a listener question uh from the last show, the magnesium show. So if you didn't hear that, head over to that. It was a popular episode. Um, But uh so we'll talk about that question, uh, maybe not on a real specific level, but there's some higher level stuff we can kind of give some information on and, um. Then Kelly's gonna talk about uh supplementation. And uh I guess I should say too, if there's anything specific, this is this whole topic is very uh individual. So yes. everybody has different things going on. So don't listen to this, take away and say, Okay, I need exactly two hundred and twenty five milligrams of jet fuel. You know, don't don't take it away and say, okay, she tells me that I need to take 225 milligrams of jet fuel, and you're like a 205 pound guy. When she was saying, on average, like if we take 160 pound, or let's say 140 pound, five foot six woman I'm just trying to come up with like an average size right yeah that sounds good you know if if you're talking about that don't take away and say well something's not working or this is not this is making me feel bad or any of that stuff so
1: right I think that you know supplements aren't scary but you hit it on the on the head they're individual in the you know and and I can speak podcasts and posts are tricky because you're speaking to a large audience and you don't even know who you're speaking to. <laughs> yeah. So if you
0: have any questions, like if you want further information, um, just send us an email. You can send her an email, kelly at apexnutritionllc.com. That's K-E-L-L-I or me. It's Ben at com. But um, you know, <laughs> she can offer further uh, coaching or maybe she has some other information she can just forward you. She's written before just other guidance, whatever it is. Right. I'm sure she can. Right.
1: Yeah, and if, if you need more specific or in depth, then that's that's what I do. So, um, so I'll have to speak in some generalizations today, but I can definitely help further. Like okay. So, yeah.
0: All right. So let's uh, tackle the question right away. Uh, All
1: right. So do you want me to give a summary, Ben? Or yeah, have-
0: give a summary. It's it's Drew, and he just happens to be a, a host <laughs> for Mountain Bike Radio. He does Trailcast. Uh, you can go to mountainbikeradio.com slash Trailcast. Um, but he he always tells me he's just as much a listener as he is a uh, host. and that's uh awesome. That's how he came to Mountain Bike Radio. Actually, about a year ago, he... It was a uh, new year's or not new year's Eve, Christmas Eve. He sent me an email. And we ended up, we were talking, I think it was Christmas morning or Christmas Eve night, morning. Um, But anyhow, he's been listening for a long time and he is wondering uh, about some, basically just being like a, a, not a crazy fanatical training machine, but more like an average guy. So go ahead.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think one thing to point out is that and I know this, like, you know, we've we've talked about that um most of our listeners, some might be elite mountain bikers racing all over the world and but most are gonna be people who are kinda like us. Like, you know, try you know, race some maybe, train hard, want to be good, push ourselves, that sort of thing, but aren't, you know, like this isn't like the be all end all everything we do. And so um there's a lot of middle ground there. And and there's a lot of, of people who You know, are very casual mountain bikers who are listening. So that's just like I said, it's a very broad audience and a very broad subject for that matter. Basically, what he's asking is, you know, the magnesium one was something that that I talked about with overtraining. So I guess maybe I was talking to people who are pushing themselves kind of very, very hard um, through a training season. But then I made the statement that it's, it's estimated that everyone <laughs> is low on magnesium. And there's a lot of reasons for that. that. It's not an easy mineral to get out of our food sources, but even more now, our soil isn't the greatest. And so there's not a lot of magnesium in the soil, which means there's not a lot of magnesium in our foods anymore. Um, there's different reasons. And then for for athletes specifically, with any amount of training, you just use up um, nutrients more than other people. So, So that one was one where I specifically say I think it's always hard to like to remember back exactly what you said or you mean to say something and then maybe you do or you don't but I believe that everyone can benefit from magnesium and we'll talk a little bit today about when I talk about multivitamins if maybe there's enough in your multivitamin that's one reason for a multivitamin is they try to cover the things that everyone needs so then you don't have to feel like you need to take all these pills um, if you're someone who feels like you're an average joe. So that's kind of what he asked about is like, where do you draw the line? Where, where, at what point in training, if we're talking about training nutrition supplements, should I add things like magnesium? And then he went on to ask about, um, you know, what about multivitamins? I've heard that they're total hoaxes. I've heard that they're not, you know, they don't do anything. Um, like, do I want to pay for this? Um, so, or, or, you know, is it, are they pushed by like big pharma, that sort of thing? Like, how do I know? Um, And uh, that was the gist of his question, it looks like, Um, you know, just kind of like all this, all nutrition stuff, you know, like what point do I, should I really, do I need or do I have to add all this stuff? Um, And Ben and I were talking, you know, just kind of preparing for this show. And, you know, I said, to be honest with nutrition, you could take all my shows and say, you don't need any of it. Like it's not necessarily like life and death and nutrition, in my opinion, it is <laughs> Buy Whoops. all of her
0: stuff. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Whoops, I'm not I've never was a very good marketer. Yeah. Um, oh, can,
0: so okay. <laughs> With uh Thursday, uh Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Black Friday weekend, small business Saturday, yes. Cyber, Monday, Cyber Monday, can every business stop sending emails about shit you're selling? Like, you know, I it did is Stop. Relentless. It is relentless. <laughs>
1: it is. I, I, uh, you know, I didn't do, I have, if, most people know I have two businesses. One's more of a tangible product and then one's this. Um, I uh, I chose not to do any of it. Mostly because I was tired. <laughs> but, just, but, but you know, the other thing is I deleted, I went through my inbox and anything that said Cyber Monday, I just straight up deleted it. But then I felt like an idiot last night while I was watching the news. They're like record breaking Cyber Monday. <laughs> So I guess yesterday was the biggest online shopping day.
0: So if you're an employer, ever, if if I'm the boss, like if I own a company that has several employees mm-hmm. and I hear that, that's a problem. Like I'm paying people to do nothing but shop, right? I right. know. That me too. That is a problem. I, like- you know, <laughs> it's, it's like it was relentless with the oh, emails yeah. and the shit. It just drives me crazy. Anyhow, so you're not a marketer, which is good. You're not sending out all those emails. Um, and we're not trying <laughs> to just sell you stuff, people. There you go. She's yeah, being and, honest right here, so. And I'm going to be honest
1: <laughs> too that I I don't have huge problems with it, but I'm not associated with any supplements. Like I've and you know, I've been approached by lots of supplement companies in my career to you know, to become an affiliate or take them on or whatever. Um and I've always had a little bit of an issue with it because I feel like it would it would tarnish my recommendations. It would be like if a doctor also sold the pharmaceuticals, which it, there's lots of gray area there with, with, with money. But there's a reason why at least it was set up for pharmacists to be separate from a doctor, you know, cause then you can trust one telling you to go get the other thing. It's not at the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I recommend a supplement and then say, "Oh, well, I also sell it. Uh, I I don't know. Like that, that's always been a little bit of a sticking point for me. So what I'm recommending, I'm not, you know, benefiting from it in any way. So, so that's something to put out there for people. And by the way, if you hear major rattling outside, it's um, very, very windy where I live right now. And our house is kind of broad. I, I have a home office for anyone who didn't know. Our house is broad. And so the wind comes down this canyon and just it smacks it and rattles it. And so I'm sure you can hear that. So sorry about the background noise there.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. we, I, I know what was it, a couple weeks, I think a couple of weeks ago, we had some really strong winds. It seemed like the whole Northern part of the country. Well, half part of the country. And you guys, I know somebody was saying that down by you guys, it was like the North side between, uh, Denver and Boulder. Yeah. Like Rocky flats area. There was like a exactly. hundred mile an hour winds or something.
1: Right. And that's like, basically, you know, we're in golden, but we're the, those winds that come from the North are exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, exactly. They said last yesterday on Pike's peak, it was, um, Negative 45 degrees because of the wind. Well, with wind chill. It was like yeah. negative 15, but they had, it's been a windy, windy couple days. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
0: so let's uh, tackle the the question supplements.
1: Yeah, supplements. Yep. And and what today was originally going to be about is um, I wanted to give you just my, you know, I think I did this a couple of years ago maybe, but I wanted to give you my current rundown of the supplements I think that I generally recommend to my clients. And I'll kind of break it down on... Um, year round, what I think everyone needs, what I recommend to add in the winter. Winter is very specific with uh, nutrition and metabolism in your body, and then, um, what to add also when you're training more. So, um, and before, and this is like the longest intro, and I say that every time, it's such a long intro, but a couple nice more one. things, a couple more things with supplements. One is that, you know, I kind of tackled that you don't. Most of them you're not gonna die without unless you have like sunlight, unless you have scurvy or you know, an iodine deficiency, you know, unless you have something very specific and kind of odd. Um, you're probably not going to um, you know, die without these. So one thing about nutrition, and like scurvy. I said, you, uh, scurvy.
0: you get scurvy anymore.
1: <laughs> Only sailors who didn't take limes and lemons with them okay. into their long gotcha. ocean journeys. Um like I said, you could throw away everything I say and you, would, you don't need it. But, but what I see my job is, is um, there's a difference between feeling okay and feeling really good, um, both on and off the bike. Day to day, there's a difference. Um, iron comes to my head. Man, I I have so many clients who just don't know why. And a lot of them are, are also runners and female that's usually, you know, um, and maybe vegetarian. That's like a, you know, red flag rundown of what I see with clients sometimes. And they just don't know why. They don't feel very good. Um, and some of it is, is you know, overall nutrition. But a lot of times I can pinpoint, like, you're deficient in iron and, and you should get that tested. And it's, you know, night and day. It's, it's feeling better. It's feeling having energy. Um, and they weren't going to die without it. They were just going to feel fatigued all the time. Um, same thing with on the bike. A lot of the things I recommend, you don't need caffeine. You know, we have a whole caffeine thing and I'm a big caffeine believer, um, for long rides, you know, whether I'm going slower or a little bit faster. Um, you don't need it. Like I'd still finish the ride without it, but man, like it's, it's a different thing to feel great and to, uh, you know, have a little bit of a mental wake up in after in the middle of a long ride or something like that same thing with all training nutrition you know you could get by i I see people or i hear people all the time who i I don't know what the resistance is to giving like training nutrition that one always surprises me because like like there's there's science that shows you know your body uses this many grams of carbs per hour you know you, you need the the electrolytes are a little bit um more gray area but um like, especially with carbs, we know at 60 minutes or more, you will benefit from having carbs. Um, there's a certain amount your body uses, but still people will say, well, I like to go for three or four hour rides on water. And that's fine. You know, you're not going to die without the carbs. You're probably going to make it. And if you're well trained, you might have a good ride. That's fine. But you will likely feel better if you give your body the fuel it wants to burn. So all, of the, all that to say is pretty much everything I say is about feeling really good and like, you know, PRing and get feeling doing better. Um, so when someone asks me with these supplements, you know exactly what do I need? I am going to have to tell you. You probably don't need need any of them, but a lot of them could make you feel better. Um, the next thing I was going to say on it is that there is a there is a barrier in a mental barrier for a lot of people. The supplements, I get that. And I don't know what it is, and that's how these um, companies that sell like liquid, um, like powders supplements, where you mix them into a smoothie. Or um, you know, find a way to make them seem more like food to people. That's like their whole marketing plan. Because people have a, a negative connotation with pills. Right. Do you, I mean, where, where do you fall in, with oh, that? You, you're <laughs> so okay that you're okay with pills? I have no issues. I yeah. pop <laughs> pills all day long. Yeah, no, I have no issues. <laughs> yeah, I have no issues too. Because I see, because I see that. I see that. Like um, a lot of uh, like energy bars have a multivitamin vitamin broken down into them. When you see like huge amounts of B twelve and all these different things in something where it shouldn't be, there's it's the same thing. You know, they've put a powder in your energy bar and for some reason or into your um juice or whatever you whatever product you have you know iron and cereal there's no iron and not that much iron and cereal not that much folate guess what they the government at one point decided we needed more of put it in all your bread and all your cereal like I, I when you think about most foods unless they've grown in the ground or on an animal and you you've eaten in that form they probably have some of this added to it, so for some reason, like that's okay, but to some people, pills aren't, and I get it I you know, like I said, I work with lots of clients, and some of them will just straight up say, "I don't like pills, and they'll tell me that like like in bold red letters, right when they fill out the assessment at the top. I don't like pills right. and it is always a little bit funny to me that if I suggest a powder or a liquid form, they, they feel better about it, and that's fine. you know, some people they don't digest pills well or whatever. So I want to say that, like I get that there's a barrier to this. Um, and that's something for you to to think about um, yourself and decide if if you don't want to. Hey, these like I said, you don't absolutely need this, um, but I do have my reasons for for recommending them. There are certain things that just most people across the board are deficient in. All right, and I do have reasons though for recommending supplements. It's not like just something fun to add. Because um, the other thing I know is that they are pricey. When I first give a new client of, you know, I have a one whole sheet of supplements and I generally don't recommend a lot for most people. It's like four or less. Um, and it depends on their training, mm-hmm. but even so, like I see it as dollar signs cause I'm kind of frugal by nature. And so every supplement I recommend, I'm That's like eh, 15 bucks there and, you know, yeah. and we're trying to do some good quality ones. So they're not going to be like $2 right. and so a
0: month you're at 60 bucks a month.
1: It, it can be. Yeah. And so I get that. And, and then if you're me or you, you know, you can times that by four or six, you know, if you're <laughs> they're taking it. So, no, you know, you guys can feel like crap. <laughs> I will feel good every day. <laughs> um, the reasons, though, are there are some minerals that modern people, that current day people are just deficient in. And one of them is magnesium. That's why I did a whole show on just magnesium. Um, there are other nutrients and minerals that, specifically, time after time, like I said, if you are if you run and you don't eat very many sources of red meat there are irons and other things, but I'm going to tell you the bioavailability is just bed, best in red meat. So let's say you run, you're female, and you don't eat a lot of red meat. I'm going to say, you know what, you there's good chance, and, and you feel fatigued all the time. <laughs> um, there's lots of reasons why you might feel fatigued, but, but that's like an iron thing. And you know I've been fortunate to have a lot of clients who um have been willing to get that tested, and then we test it again. Um, and we know that we see it. We see it come up. We see it's not just subjective. They say, "Oh, I feel much better. My runs have definitely." That's a great thing about Strava is we can all know if we're actually improving. It's not um, a guess anymore. Um, like, no, I'm definitely doing better on training, and then we also can see it in the blood. Well, I'm I'm up to like good levels again. So it's not it's not just a guess. And um, you know, I, I think whenever people ask about is it a hoax, I can tell you for sure that uh, I've had lots of clients who have been willing to be tested um, because they want to know how they're, you know, how if they are deficient or not. And, and supplements do work for the most part. They bring blood levels up. But the next question is, is it's not only did do they bring blood levels up, but do they make an impact overall in your body? So I guess that's the, that's the you know, where it's subjective for a lot of things anyway. Um, so then you just have to decide cost benefit. Is it, is it worth it for me to feel this new way to keep taking this? Um,
0: so basically, okay. Now back to the question: mm-hmm. When do you teeter over to like training person or just average person, like doing something?
1: You know, I, that's the thing. Is I <laughs> like if I, don't... I
0: ride once a week. You know, if I'm okay, if I go out once a week for let's say three hours with my friends on a Saturday morning, right? Not training for anything, not gonna do any races. I've maybe yeah. you know, ridden for a few years. Um, do I even have to worry that I'm like any type of training nutrition? Or is it just I uh, just eat my yeah, regular stuff, I'll be a little bit extra hungry and just be done with yeah. it and like the supplement side, I mean
1: you would, you'll be done with the extra ones I add for training, okay. <laughs> but you wouldn't be with the baseline ones that I think everyone should take. And that's what so, I was getting at is, yep. Yep. Um, so, so if you want to feel like, you know, is she going to let me off the hook and I don't have to take any supplements? Answer is no <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for everyone. Okay. Um, but again, these are just my recommendations on how you can feel better. Uh, you know, if if you feel great now with no supplements, yeah, turn this off.
0: Okay, so then, okay, yeah. so then, from your practical perspective, your experience, mm-hmm. and you doing it yourself, mm-hmm. um, do you think there's is there some point where, I guess, a, a not a general rule on supplements, but a general rule on whether or not you're a a training athlete or not? So, for yeah, like example. <laughs> If, if you're focused, if you're like thinking about it more than I would say, okay, this is my rule of thumb. If you are thinking about how you're going to go faster next ride more than three days or three times during the week, um, and you're riding like, let's say more than once a week to go faster, there's some aspect of training that you're focused on.
1: I I think that's a great, that's a great, um, litmus test. Yeah. If you are, if you are intentionally trying to get better, yes. you're going to be pushing yourself. And um, you know, the reason why, can, you know, it's such a gray area to me is because a lot of it is subjective. For some people, riding three hours, four times a week is what they do. Right. And they've done yeah. it for years. Yep.
0: And they're not and, intentionally trying to do anything different.
1: Right. And, and and I would say that they still, they do need these training missions because when it comes down to it, they are burning all those extra things. But they've trained themselves to fill a certain way, and the better trained you are, the better you're gonna fill on all those rights. You know what I mean? so it's it's and then someone who's coming off the couch going for like a one hour ride might be a big deal, or if someone's you know um been kind of unhealthy for a while and they're like making this let's say New year's resolution to all of a sudden you know exercise and they're riding one hour a week and they're lifting one hour, you know or something like that, like their body is going to fill it. and you know some of the training nutrition like, um, with L-glutamine is for soreness specifically, and they're going to feel sore and it could help. So, um, so yeah, but I think that's a great way to say if you're, if you're exercising more than one time per week with the intention of getting better, um, then yeah. And uh, I, I use that a little bit too, whenever I'm talking about weight loss with people, like bring it back to what are your goals? Are your goals to, is your primary goal to lose weight or is your primary goal to train better with the secondary to to get down to like a race weight or to lose weight? Um, because that changes how we are going to um, go about like a calorie def- deficiency where we're going to do that in order to lose weight. So, okay. yeah, I, I think that's a good one. Okay.
0: And, and further, I just want to kind of gather or get his questions answered and out of the way. Yeah. He had more questions uh going on in the email about some different superfood type of ideas. So like I think he mentioned Mm -hmm. wheatgrass and uh Mm -hmm. some other random stuff. I think we just come up with a show for later that's like, is this real or or are you I'm trying to think of a title on the fly, but is this real or is it fake? You know, kind of thing like, hey, here's like ten supplements (laughs) or superfoods, quote unquote superfoods that are just like there's some, some real behind it, or this is just, uh, like,
1: right. Grass, you know, And then, you know, and then, but we're get, what we're going to run into and I've mentioned this on so many shows is that how, how do people think that you research this? How do you think, you know, for sure? Like what, what do you think that there's like some great experiment where you can decide for sure if wheatgrass helps you or not?
0: Well, there's like, a, there's, um, this thing, it's, uh, I think I, I think I got an email on cyber <laughs> for Cyber Monday telling me that uh, blueberry powder from uh, any of the nutrition stores.
1: Yeah, it's so let's say blueberry food. powder, right? It's going to have antioxidants in it. It's it's, it's, it's going to have antioxidants in it, and I guess I guess people do need to know this. Yeah, I think it would be a good show because we could I could tell you that freeze dried nutrients are good nutrients, like they're second to fresh, basically.
0: There you and go. So, Future but, episode, people.
1: But is it worth twenty dollars a pound? That's where you see it Only comes out Only if I think it is. It. <laughs> Only if I tell you it is. No, yep. I'm just kidding. Exactly. Right? I mean, half or, of
0: or, a good chunk of our a good chunk of um, purchasing is what we see it is anyway, right?
1: Oh, media is huge. Books, you know, like celebrities, or well, and, yeah, or, and
0: that helps us convince us ourselves that that's.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So and if anyone who wants to listen just wants to email like different different things you wonder about, if they're if they're a hoax or if they're real, yeah. Um, do it. So and I'll well. you, at the end of this one, I'll give you like my three best resources. Cause it's not you know, you know I'm not a scientist. You know, I'm not out there doing the research. So you know that I'm looking to resources. I didn't, I'm not coming up with all this on my own. You know what I mean? Well, like I'm not like I, I use both my experience personally and with all these clients and that's given me a good base, but I'm going to go back to uh, a, a few re- resources that give me the science. So, okay. so okay?
0: I'm going to, I'm going to recap this. So for Drew, who's asking, basically he's average, you know, mm-hmm. average guy, four years old, uh, shoot three kids. Two kids. I can't remember. Lots of kids. Sorry. Some Deer. chickens. He um, said some chickens. Yeah, chickens. <laughs> uh, basically a regular guy, right? He, he likes to go out and ride and do his thing. And, uh, you know, he, he, what it comes down to is what are your intentions and, uh, you know.
1: Cost benefit. You could fill... You don't need it, but could you benefit from it? And then is it worth the cost?
0: Right. And I guess the fact that you, I guess another key, I'm just thinking this out in my, from my perspective, mm-hmm. um, me as the rider, you know, you giving me advice. As yes. the rider. Um, I guess if you're even thinking about it, like if you're like, Hey, do I, should I be doing this or do I need to do this? There, You might be teetering on the edge of like, you know, you're, you're pushing yourself enough to feel it. Right. So you're mm-hmm. wondering like, Otherwise, you wouldn't be wondering.
1: Right. And the other thing is I'm not going to recommend in a podcast anything that's not benign, you know, that you can't really overdo. I would never be like, everyone needs to take, you know, 500 milligrams of copper because I happen to know that, like, other minerals are going to become deficient because you can't absorb everything and you're going to screw yourself up, you know, or – So most of the things I recommend here are going to be some generalization and that's going to water it down a bit. I get that. And it's going to leave people with lots of questions. And that was kind of what spurred on his email is that after listening to that or maybe other episodes, he left with questions, not answers. And uh, that kind of like, you know, I felt, you know, it's a little bit of a sucker punch because I don't that's that's not my intention at all. I hope people feel like they have answers, but I guess at the end of the day you've got to realize nutrition is huge great area. And if you don't think it frustrates me, you, for sure it does. It's a huge great area. Why some people lose weight and some people don't, why, you know, it's like all of it. Why on the news they tell you that eggs are good now eggs are bad? What you know like it's it's all there's lots of gray area there, Um, and you have to realize too that the human body is super complex. It's not there's not like science like for sure this is going to happen if you do this. A plus B equals C doesn't work. Sometimes I wish I would have become like a something where there was no gray area like some math <laughs> so all you all did.
0: just need to quit it's too complicated or yes. you can just keep listening because uh <laughs> <Yes>. kelly's gonna <laughs> but so my point is once you decide okay i my goal at the end of the week is to become a better let's say your goal at the end of the week is to become a better rider and that is your yeah. thought in your head then you need to keep listening uh in terms of being the the person that's training in the training nutrition aspect yeah, of when supplements. when we get there.
1: Yes. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. Without further ado. There's a long g- way
0: of getting there, but I, yeah, I, we kind of just wanted to lay it all out there and give you guys our thoughts as far as, you know, if you're sitting at your desk, you're sitting in the car thinking, man, what are all the kind of the thoughts, the thought process that goes <laughs> into all of this? You got it. There you go.
1: You got it. <laughs> Lucky you. Okay. So here is the list that I start with, generally, and this is kind of year round for everyone. And the thing is, too, is I work with people who aren't athletes at all. You know, who who don't train at all. A lot of um, a lot of times it's people who um are referred. Like, hey, you helped me lose weight. and Now I'm you know, and I'm a, this bike rider. Can you help my sister? Can you help my wife? Can you help my husband? He's not though an athlete. And yeah, so I you know I have lots of experience with, like. Making recommendations when you're not super training athlete. Here we go. A multivitamin. I I am of the mind that multivitamins are good. We can go back and forth on this forever. And when people say it's a hoax, the study usually is. You know, a um, hundred people or ten thousand people took a multivitamin, and as many it's took them or you know half of half of this study group took a multivitamin, and the the amount who got cancer versus didn't was similar in the two groups. Multivitamins must be a hoax. Or they all, um, you know, there wasn't a difference in longevity. You know, they they all died. The, the average age of death was the same. Multivitamins must be a hoax. It's not, they're not taking blood samples and saying, oh, nothing increased or, you know, they're saying they're doing these big studies. And a lot of times it's not even like two groups where they made sure p- they were getting multivitamins. It's usually like um, people who are like, let's say 80 years old and remembering back how many times a week they took a multivitamin and filling out a survey and then listing what all's wrong with them. And then they look at it and say, oh, look, the multivitamin group has all the same problems as the other group. So again, I'm not talking about like, I'm not telling you multivitamins going to make it so you don't get cancer. I'm telling you, you might feel better. <laughs> you might, you know, you might cover some gaps. Um, that that otherwise you wouldn't and you may notice a difference. That's what a multivitamin is to me. So I, I generally recommend a multivitamin. Um, I like ones that are food-based um, and, and a good example of one that I recommend the most is called Rainbow Light. Um, I don't know why it has to have such a foo-foo name, but it does. <laughs> I always feel like it's going to say like a Rainbow Bright or something. Yeah. And I feel bad every time I recommend it, it to a man. <laughs> and for
0: those of you that don't, aren't uh don't know rainbow bright you're probably not our generation
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start accidentally God, saying are, rainbow bright and just see the generation
0: that. of kids we you look you, you look at the generation now and everyone's like oh they're looking at their screens all the time and doing this and it's like man back then we could i could there's a lot of people i know in our same general age range that could just rattle off commercial after commercial, after yeah. show, after 30-minute oh you know, sitcom one. show. It's, yeah. it's insane.
1: Yeah. But I'll tell you what screen I did look at. The light bright. You remember that oh, one? That,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I I want to find that for my children because oh. they would get down with some light bright. My yeah, my can... two-year-old would eat them all, which would be a bummer. Yeah. But the other kids.
0: Small pieces.
1: It's hard to, it's to supplement. It's, it's, yeah. it's not
0: a good you supplement. Know. I could like
1: coat it with some fish oil and right. then it'd be fine. Right. Okay. Anyway, now with the multivitamin, because I am going to talk about magnesium in a minute because I said the whole reason I did that show was this was like, okay, I think it's time that I start recommending this more to every to, to most people. But look at your multivitamin. For most people, if you don't have symptoms of issues with energy, like daily energy, you're not just dragging all the time. Um, you're not having a hard time getting to sleep at night and you're not having major issues with unexplained anxiety, then the amount of magnesium in a multivitamin, 100 to 200 milligrams, is probably fine for you. A lot of these things too, like the reason people ask me about them or come to me is because they are having issues. You know, there's something wrong and and that's why. But for if you, if you don't have anything wrong like that, then for a lot of people, a multivitamin with 100 to 200 milligrams of magnesium is going to cover your bases. Try it for a month. If you don't notice anything different, then hey, don't take it if, you, if everything else you're feeling great, then you may not need it okay but but that is a recommendation I make across the board to at least try a multivitamin. Mm-hmm. Number two, I think people need um DHA and EPA from fish oil. those are specific omega threes that the research is is all over um, they're most 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 important in utero for. You know, babies who haven't been born yet. And in the first two years of life, that's when most DHA is implanted into the brain. But they've seen with adults that it is still implanted into the brain. And it with, um, they definitely have seen it with like, um, head trauma that DHA is like recovered in the brain and put in there. But that's not the only thing it does. It's good for the brain, but it's also good for, um, EPA specifically is good for like depression. And, um, it's the, the main reason though that I recommend it is because omega-3s like um, ignite a pathway in your body that is anti-inflammatory. So basically when you eat different fatty acids, some of them cause your body to be more inflammatory. So when you do an inflammation, you know, a lot of people think of like spring ankle and swelling or, or redness around a cut, but inflammation is really a key component of all chronic disease. Like it's, you know, it's heart disease, it's diabetes, it's all of that has a has a component of inflammation, as it does insulin sensitivity, which is something that we talked about in the very last one, Ben, that has to do with fat storage and all these you know, things. So why this is a current problem is because omega-3s and omega-6s like fight each other for the balance of, is your body more inflammatory or is it less inflammatory? And omega-6s, unfortunately, are in most all processed foods because of soybean oil and other um, vegetable oils that aren't so great. And that's a whole other show, and I think we did that show. Um, But that's why, as a society, we eat less fish now and more processed foods. And so this can help tip the balance back, and it's got all kinds of other benefits as well. So here's the criteria. If you eat six ounces of fatty fish per week, and fatty fish is like salmon or tuna, especially canned tuna that's retained its fatty oils— Halibut, if you eat six ounces of fatty fish per week, I, I think for most people, you're good. Good go. If you don't, then I recommend 1,000 milligrams of DHA and EPA per day. Other fatty fish, sardines, I should say anchovies. Yeah, you're eating six ounces it. of the anchovies, so we, but whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah, those are – don't do anchovies. Sardines. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I need to do of that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, you're probably not eating krill. Whales eat krill, but that's another no, point that yeah, we get. <laughs> no. I wasn't um, saying
0: I should eat more krill. Um, I should have a sticker: Eat more krill. Eat Listen more to krill. A-Pace Nutrition
1: podcast. Yeah, there you go. Um, but that—that's my criteria: a thousand milligrams a day, or six ounces fatty fish per week. If you don't get quite get six thousand, or did I say six thousand six ounces? Right, if you don't get ounces. quite that much, let's say you get half, three ounces per week, then divide the other one in half: five hundred milligrams DHA and EPA per day. Um, and there you go. One of, um, my favorite new ones, I've done a whole, uh, video series on how I used to get my kids to do this and my, how I would do it. Fish oil, there are some problems with taking it. You get fishy burps. Um, some people feel like they cause like some acid reflux when they take them, when they take them in pill form. So I am all for the liquids, which sounds horrible. I know. Um, because it smells like fish and here's like this oil you're trying to choke down. um. So this is what I used to do. I used to uh, put some honey on a spoon and then put the liquid on. And the cool thing about the liquid too is it, you only need a tiny bit. It's like, a, you know, three fourths to one teaspoon of most brands. It's little. Um, and so it's very cost effective to do it this way. Um, and one that's a little less cost effective, but is absolutely brilliant is this one called Barleyans and it's this orange sorbet high potency liquid fish oil. <laughs> Sounds horrible. This stuff is delicious and it's got a lot of fish oil. It's crazy. It's like this liquid. My kids, like, like if, if I didn't put it on a high shelf in our fridge, I think my kids would sneak it. They beg for more. Um, and so if you've got kids or if you yourself want, because ki- the reason I bring up kids is because they can't choke down giant fish oil pills. Um, but it's really good for them. It, you know, there's, there's studies on attention deficit and all these different things and how our brains aren't like what they used to be. You know why? Maybe one of the reasons why we're having all these extra problems, um, kids. What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Stick with me. Um, You know, is this whole fight of omega threes and omega sixes? Anyway, but for adults as well, the stuff is is great. So that's my. uh, That would be my. Recommendation, but there's lots of good fish oil pills. Basically, you're looking for um, you want small fish. You want um, like sardines and anchovies and krill to be the source because they're going to have the less mercury issues. Most fish oil should be you know um, filtered and all of that, and and not have mercury issues at all. And I'm going to talk about that in the resources, but um, but you want those small fish because they haven't eaten anything in the ocean except for um, greens, and that's where they all come from. Yeah, you know, it
0: doesn't accumulate,
1: right? Swordfish that's uh-huh. why you know the major predators shark they have the most issues, in yeah, there.
0: because you think about it in terms of uh a predator like a shark eats you know ten little fish, and those ten little eat fish eat a thousand of the littler fish, uh-huh. and you've accumulated that whole amount,
1: yep and it concentrates the liver concentrates those things and so um, yeah, good. okay, next, so if you're so-
0: somebody that wants to eat people. It's probably not a good
1: idea. I always say, like, we, if you're, yeah, if you're a cannibal,
0: I, you probably want to watch out for your mercury I, levels.
1: I always tell all my cannibal clients. That <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, that's uh, not even funny. Um, yeah. But, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're we're at two now. We can we can keep a tally of like how many crazy supplements is she going to recommend. Um, number three, and this may be it for a lot of people. See, I don't feel crazy recommending three. I just don't. Um, and this is going, and, and actually, this could be a pill or food. You choose. So take a guess, Ben, <laughs> what do you think number three is going to be um, for everyone? And, and I gave you all those hints. It could be a pill or it could be food. I don't even it has, know. has to do with your gut. Awesome probiotic. Oh so my I'm gosh. <laughs> exactly. Probiotics are huge, 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 huge to me. And the reason is, is because and and there's there's research to support this. Probiotics, our guts, for the most part, are, are pretty screwed up. In um, and I say this like in in general, general population, modern day man, there's something wrong with a lot of our guts. Um, and, and when people think about like digestion in their gut, they either you know they're usually like, well, no, I digest fine, I'm I'm regular. I don't have issues there, but it's, it's so far beyond that. It's immune system is spurred by the, the healthy bacteria in your gut. Um, nutrient absorption, it has to do with the healthy bacteria in your gut. Like when people have, um, things like yeast overgrowth in their guts. That's um, often because the probiotics aren't there to fight it. Like they're like the good guys in your body fighting the bad guys. You can think of it that way. And unfortunately, we have all these things that wipe them out. We like constantly are attacking our good guys. Friendly fire with, um, you know, the antibiotics that we take, the antibiotics that might be in our food. Those are a couple so- reasons. Lack of fiber or just like convenient food eating. If you're not eating, you, know, you take an apple. An apple feeds these probiotics, okay? You even go to one step of a processed food from an apple, juice, you're no longer getting all that good, healthy fiber from that apple that feed these probiotics. So as we have diets that are more and more processed, the less we support these healthy things in our bodies and the less they're there. So your options are a good probiotic or good yogurt, when I say good yogurt, I'm generally, yogurt kills me. And then we've talked about this, I think, in that um, grocery shopping one. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh, yogurt kills me because it's such a healthy food. And then there's all these brands that have put so much junk in it, colors and uh, artificial sweeteners. And even some of them you know, can have these bad fats in it that it's hard for me to just generally recommend yogurt now. But I'm telling you, if you stick with plain to start with. Or if you can see what's flavoring your yogurt and it's like actual fruit or actual honey, then you're going to be okay. And you can usually tell the good brands that you know they're not going to be neon green. They're the ones that are. There's like, nothing wrong sip. with a
0: good thing of Trix yogurt.
1: Yeah, nothing wrong with a GoGurt Squeeze. That's like, that's really oh, and of course, like those are the ones my kids want. Yeah, give us a good. good and, that's the good stuff. Oh yeah, and you know, my poor children. I'm I'm part hippie for sure, and I um. Uh, So I make all of our yogurt. That's like one of the things that I always – every two to three days I have to make a huge batch of it because we go through it so fast. Um, So not only do my kids not get tricks, (laughs) they get the homemade delicious yogurt.
0: And I think you have a link for that somewhere.
1: Yeah. I have a whole recipe with pictures. I don't often – I'm not that person taking like step-by-step pictures of my recipes. But but that one I do because it's it's not hard. It's just intimidating. Yeah, super easy once you learn. But the reason I make my own yogurt is because, um, because of food safety, lame food safety. Um, (laughs) most commercial yogurts aren't fermented for very long. They're fermented for like four to six hours. And when I say fermented, it means, you know, the, the healthy, the bacteria are like eating up all the sugars in the milk. Um, and that's how yogurt is made. They're only, they're only allowed to do that for four to six hours because it's in like a, a critical temperature for that to happen. You know, it's like milk should be refrigerated, but here you're allowing these um, bacteria to ferment your milk at around 110 degrees. Um Well, when you, when you make it according to my recipe, because you're at home, because we're not mass marketing this to everyone and no one who I've ever, who's ever had my yogurt has gotten sick. Don't worry. But we ferment it for 24 hours. And as you can imagine, this, increases the healthy bacteria in your yogurt by quite a bit. Not only that, if you've never tasted fresh yogurt, it's it's delicious. It's like oh it's like eating cream, but you're eating yogurt. It's awesome. Anyway, so all that to say, you need probiotics and you need or you need the yogurt in my opinion. Um now if you take it and you don't feel a bit different, then again, maybe you have great healthy bacteria and I'm just being over cautious for you. But I think every one of my clients I recommend that they take that they go on probiotics or eat a good yogurt or other, it doesn't have to be yogurt. It could be kefir. It could be, there's a lot of other ones. Yogurt is good because it has the milk, the um, lactobacillus, which in research has shown benefits kind of across the board. Um, But other things are good too. I kind of recommend both and with that one. I like, I, I think yogurt or kefir is the best place to start. And then if you want to add other fermented foods, great. So you don't have to take a pill for that one. You can just, you know, good old and you know the other thing with yogurt. I I work with a lot of people who um lean towards paleo eating, um and I think a lot of people in paleo who don't do dairy would still say that yogurt might be one of those gray areas where you um where it can be allowed. And one of the reasons is it's an ancient food. It's something that's been around and been known to have benefits for a long you know thousands of years. Mm-hmm. It's not something that just was like newfangled, new fad. That one will be on. Is it a hoax or is it? Hoax or I don't know. I gotta come Ho- up with something clever. Yeah, I yeah. Do it quick enough. In the- Me the <laughs> Gotta move on. Okay, <laughs> so those are the three For, across the board. If you're not training hard, you know, like we said, that we'll use that criteria. Then those are the three. Um, I also recommend vitamin D, but if you take a rainbow light supplement multivitamin, it has eight hundred milli- or eight hundred international units of vitamin D. For most people, if you live north in latitude of Georgia. I recommend vitamin D throughout the entire year, um, but right around 800 to 1,000 I use. So you're covered there. That's another reason to um, take a multi, you know, like it, you can do all in one kind of. If though you've ever been, if you have like, oh, I don't know. If someone's just having like chronic issues with um, always getting colds, always being sick, um, maybe some like unexplained depression in the in the winter, then I would recommend that they have vitamin D tested. I think most all athletes, a lot of athletes are deficient in vitamin D. So I, if you want to have that tested and you find out that you're low, then it's, um, then you're going to need a lot more than 800 IU to bring it up. That's like the baseline level. Therapeutic levels are higher, higher. So I do recommend 800 to a thousand IU of vitamin D. If you live north of Georgia, even if you get out in the sun, you can, and you can stop this throughout the, like the actual summer months and then start it again if you want to because you will probably make enough during the summer but I find people often can't like it's hard to remember and start back up and it's not going to hurt you through the summer months at that level so um that's my criteria there but if you're taking a rainbow light you've already covered it and the last one for everyone it's so funny Ben I totally told you this was going to be a short episode (laughs) again the last one for everyone is that magnesium. So I just, I've been convinced, I've, I've been convinced by the research and now I've been convinced, you know, with my own clients and, and you can go listen to that magnesium one if you want. But a lot of people are low on magnesium. And so I think 100 to 200 milligrams for most people is good. And that's if you're not having any frank issues, and that's going to be in most multivitamins. So that covers it. three multivitamin, Fish oil, but that one can be fish or fish oil. So we can go with food and then probiotics. Um, and, and if you're looking for multivitamin and you don't want to do rainbow bright, rainbow light, then you can. Um, I, I recommend looking for one with enough vitamin D where you don't have to take any more if you don't want to.
0: There you go. So you don't need them.
1: Yep. I see. I'm not even causing you to spend very much money because it's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you have to buy every. Oh, man, that's a whole other thing. Oh, exactly! Um, right, like you so, have to go in debt, everyone. Yeah. So, so that lays down the law for every one of us.
1: Everyone, right? okay. And then the two other things I'm going to touch on then are winter time and training. So okay. winter time, fish oil becomes more important. I don't think you need more fish oil, but if you only want to take it part of the year, it becomes more important in 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 um, the winter months. And this just has to do. And especially, I should say, this is especially if you deal with like winter blues, which a lot of people do. Um, the research behind it is that increase can, can alleviate some winter blues. So I don't know why. Like it's metabolized metabolized different in the winter. You know, circadian rhythms in our bodies and year long rhythms are interesting and um but if if you want to remember when to take it like a more important time, I think fish oil becomes more important in the winter. Vitamin D definitely does and that, that one's more easy to point to. It's because um, the amount of UV sunlight that reaches us is less, if you, especially if you live north in latitude than Atlanta, Georgia. So um, for most everyone, I recommend to increase this one to 1,500 to 2,000 IU of vitamin D. Now, if you don't want to, if you want to stay with that baseline, you'd probably be okay again. But if you, um, if you have chronic colds during the winter, or if you, um, like there's some viruses that simply don't live if your blood value has enough vitamin D in it. So I think it's worth trying if, if that's you, if you have chronic viruses and viruses stink. Everyone knows that because you can't do any, you know, like you just have to wait them out. And I, oh, I hate being sick in the winter. So, um, that's something because I love
0: being sick, sick in the. Summer. In the summer
1: you just don't get sick in the summer, right? Maybe yeah, some people, times you do. But it seems like less. Like it, it goes away uh, fast. In the winter it like drags on and you're like mad cuz it's dark <laughs> and you're mad cuz you got the winter blues and then you're sick. So I hate being sick in the winter. Um, you know, I did a lot of um my youngest child got RSV, only 3 and I don't know. I RSV, my mind said it. Uh, RSV, oh, I'm respectful. Yeah. It's real bad. Like like hundreds, a few hundred babies die every year of it. Okay. It's, cause it's, I
0: remember when that happened, I you, I think we talked about it or something, but I forgot. Yeah.
1: It's, it's serious business. And to be honest, I didn't even know about it cause all my other babies were, um, summer babies and this only lives in the winter, this virus. Um, and it's basically like it clogs up. It's, it happens more when she was born at 37 weeks, she just came early. Um, so it happens more like that's the cutoff when they're a little bit early. Um, and it happens usually in the first like month of life and their little, um, bronchioles, like the, the, end of the lungs get clogged up with mucus and they can't breathe and it's you know it's it's crazy i i I knew nothing about it because i've only had summer babies and when you have your fourth kid people don't tell you new things (laughs) they think you know everything but here was this winter baby she was born on new year's day um it it was one of the most scary things of my life like to see your little tiny three-week-old like struggling to breathe and then they end up with so much mucus in their belly that they just vomit for a couple weeks she went down back below birth weight Anyway, so don't I have want viruses <laughs> no, of vitamin D. Yeah. Go into overdrive. And that was one where cord blood value of vitamin D and then the value in the baby after that, like basically doesn't allow RSV to occur or it lessens it. And she, you know, as scary as it was for me, because things are scary when you're a parent, like she, she didn't have it as bad of a case as, mo- as a lot. And I was taking 3000 IU of vitamin D when she was born and all of that. And I think that maybe that's why that her case wasn't quite as bad and she was able to fight it and get over it quicker than a lot of kiddos. Um, But like the research convinced me that there are some viruses that vitamin D just plain old doesn't allow to occur. Um, And there's all kinds of reasons why we might be low in vitamin D these days. And we talked about that in another Um,
0: one. That's kind of the same for all of it, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Food,
0: stress, like. Uh, sitting in offices sitting in, uh, yeah just doing normal daily yeah
1: that are that we've become like more sedentary and that our yeah. food isn't as good as it used to be yeah, yeah. and that we yeah we, eat we
0: don't use and it's easier to eat shitty so yeah yeah because it's available
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so okay so sorry for the glance into my life. <laughs> that, one, that one gets me every time. And it, that's one reason why I think vitamin D is important if you're sick quite a bit in the, in the winter. The other thing, if you are prone to chronic colds and you are training a lot, there's good research that shows that endurance athletes are often low in a very specific strain of healthy bacteria. And that if they supplement with probiotics and especially one with L fermentum. So the one I recommend that has L fermentum, there might be more. I search for them all the time for supplements that have this strain. The one I find is called the Vitacost 1535. It's the Vitacost brand. So you can get it from Vitacost or you can get it on Amazon because they sell on Amazon as well. But there is research that shows that this in, this decreases chronic colds specifically in endurance athletes. So, but it's through the winter too. So I'm heading putting it under winter and training. So during the winter, if you have chronic colds, and a lot of athletes do, they it's crazy. They just have this almost like mono, but they don't get diagnosed they don't have mono. Like they get better and then they just go, go back to having this like winter long chronic cold. Um that's that could be a big help to you. So, okay, that's winter. So fish oil is important. Double up on your vitamin D, especially if you have issues with chronic viruses. And then if you also have in, you know, chronic respiratory viruses, um, take that good probiotic. Okay, training. Right. Yep. Training is kind of easy because only a few of them are every day. Most of the training um, supplements is after you train. So you know when to take it because you just trained. So, um, like you just went, and I, I usually use the criteria of a um, two-hour training session or longer. So here we go, training. I think that most athletes are lower than other people in magnesium. Magnesium again is—you can listen to that episode. Magnesium. I think that you should you should be in the two hundred to four hundred milligram range while you're training. Um, and then if you have these specific issues with feeling like you're you're chronically fatigued or overtrained, you need to be at that four hundred milligrams. So if you're having issues with chronic fatigue, with not being able to sleep or with anxiety that you can't explain otherwise, then you need to bump up to four hundred milligrams. So there you go. Iron. Iron, this is especially for the ladies. Um, men can be deficient in iron, especially runners or vegetarian um males. But um, it's more common with females because we lose iron every month in blood. So um, most mountain bikers don't necessarily need it. Um, if you have fatigue going on and you don't know why, um, like if you're all of a sudden, so we are talking about people who are trying to get better, right? This A lot of times iron deficiency looks like all of a sudden you're not getting better and you're getting worse and you don't know why. That's what, that's how it kind of rears its ugly head a lot of times. But if you're a runner and the reason why runners have problems with iron is because you break down red blood cells and you lose iron when you foot strike, when you, when your foot hits. And that's why mountain bikers don't as much and runners do. Um, so if you are a female runner, I think a baseline of like 25 to 30 milligrams per day while you're in training, um, is a good baseline. If you have issues, like you think, like, I don't know why I'm fatigued or I don't know why I'm getting better, I recommend you get it tested and you look for um, serum ferritin. And we want to be up above 30 um, milligrams per deciliter and uh, around 50 is optimal. So, okay. Um, And then I already talked about the probiotic, specifically for endurance athletes during the winter, if you have issues with chronic respiratory infections. The next one are... um, amino acids, L-glutamine, and then branched-chain amino acids before and after any, like, three-hour-plus ride will help with soreness and muscle recovery. They just will. I generally recommend, like, five um, grams before and after of each of branched-chain mil- uh, amino acids and of L-glutamine. If you're going for longer than that, let's say five hours plus, then I even have um, client supplement during, and that's at two grams per, um, per hour.
0: And there's different options for both of those as well.
1: Yeah. Although I will recommend the powder because if you're trying to get five grams, it's a, lot. Um, it's a lot of pills. Like most of them have like 200 milligrams or something crazy. Um, and it's five grams is just a teaspoon of the powder. So, but again, save that for long rides or if you're chronically sore, um, then, then you can take that in recovery specifically. If you're going for those long rides, though, before and after can help because it can help during Okay, and the last one I'll recommend, and this, again, is a food or a pill, is ginger. Ginger does amazing things for joint pain. Um, If you have a lot of joint pain, a lot of arthritis, then I would recommend even taking it in a pill, around 500 milligrams per day. And that's usually, most pills are around 250 or something. So you take it, two pills. You can take it all at once. You can take one in the morning and one at night. Some people can actually fill the ginger. It's just ginger powder, like in a capsule. So some people, when it breaks down in their stomach, can fill it. So two bothers their stomach for some reason and one doesn't. Um but it's um it's huge for as a pain reliever as a natural pain reliever and specifically it works at the um at the joints. So Okay.
0: And I will link I will link some options in the show notes. I know we've discussed, you know, like uh, like glutamine in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as uh, options, brands or you know. Yeah. And I'll I'll link those in the show notes. So if you're looking for, hey, what brand should I buy or what's yeah. a good option? um, they will be there.
1: Yeah. And I was even thinking, um, for the next time, Ben, the next time we want to do something on supplements, like I've had a few, there's a few questions I get a lot from clients like, okay, how do I pick a um, protein powder? Um, another one is like, there's new, um, beet supplements out like um uh, beta red. Um,
0: all right. So future <laughs> so episode, yeah. Future yeah, episode, we're going to say things like that. Yeah, so, it's going to help me find a, uh,
1: what are the criteria for these things right. or do they work? We'll right, do we'll a exactly. few of those.
0: Exactly. Okay, cool. So, um, like I said, I'll link it in the show notes. Um, do a quick recap. So, <laughs> for just a normal person.
1: Yes. Normal would- person. I recommend a good multivitamin. I like Rainbow Light. And I like it, one, because it does have some probiotics, and two, because it has um, 800 IUs of Um, vitamin D, so that might cover you there. It also has, I think, 100 milligrams of magnesium. Number two, I recommend either fatty fish or fish oil. Fatty fish, six ounces per week is enough. Otherwise, a 1,000 milligrams of DHA. And DHA and EPA specifically, I didn't say that. It's not mil-3s. It's milligrams of DHA and EPA. So look on the back of the label, not the front. Um, And number three, I recommend a probiotic year-round, either through a good yogurt or through a pill. Um, That's that for the winter. Fish oil becomes more important in our bodies. Vitamin D, you need more, especially if you have any issues with chronic illness, bump that, double that. So, um, oh, and I didn't I didn't say it. You need 800 to 1,000. I use a vitamin D a day, year-round for everyone. So if you're doubling that, you're going to, um, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 is fine. And then if you suffer from um, chronic colds or respiratory illnesses, um, that probiotic becomes more important and you can even... Make it better by using one that has all fermentum in it. All right. If you're training, and we said training was going out more than once a week with the intention of getting better, you're pushing yourself. Yes. Okay. Um, then I recommend that you get you go beyond that hundred to two hundred milligrams of magnesium that's in your multivitamin, um, and you make sure you're getting about two hundred per day. If you're having any issues with. Energy production during the day, energy on the bike, falling asleep at night, or unexplained anxiety, try bumping up. You just feel kind of overtrained, chronically fatigued. Try bumping that up to 400 milligrams per day. If you're a female, if you're a runner, and if you're a vegetarian, and if you're all three of those <laughs> specifically, you might want to get your iron tested. If if you're feeling fatigued, um, then you know you can try a baseline of like 25 to 30 milligrams per day of iron. But but getting that one tested is really a good thing so you don't overdo it. If that one is one you can overdo, and that's why my recommendation for it is so low um, to everyone. Um, right. And then a probiotic becomes more important again. That's specific for endurance athletes. Um, L-glutamine and branched chain amino acids before and after those long trainings. So you only need that when you're actually training and ginger is great for everyone. Cause it's just a healthy food, but specifically if you're having joint pain, there you go. There you go.
0: If you have any questions, comments, <laughs> maybe you're like, Holy crap. But it's not, it's just three. happened. <laughs> it's <laughs> only three. Right. I know. <laughs> um, but if you have any questions, comments, uh, maybe you're one of those people that we kind of discussed in the first half with, uh, you know, discussing Drew's question, um, that's kind of on the fence of like, I don't know if I'm training or if I'm normal, <laughs> normally <laughs> just the, you know, the everyday uh, nutrition type of person and doesn't have to worry about training. Um, If you don't really know what you're doing, I'd recommend sending Kelly an email and sending aside a small amount of money to either get a, uh, one of her plans, which you can get, I don't know, they started like $20 Um. And uh, going from there, maybe you can just talk with her and figure out what you need to do, but she can help you.
1: Right. <laughs> so, right. And if you've got major things, then, you know, probably a custom plan is good. Like if there's a lot to dig into, then that's a good way to go too. So, yeah. but we, we can figure all that out. Th- then it's like, am I, see, so then you're on the fence about what you need from me too.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's where, <laughs> where you're going to just need to contact Kelly, but you can find her at, you go ahead and tell them where you can find people. You can
1: find, find me. Email is kelly, K-E-L-L-I, at apexnutritionllc.com. My website is apexnutritionllc.com. Find me on Facebook at apexnutritionllc. And then the weird one that I had just had to throw in there is Twitter is um, Fuel Right.
0: F-U-E-L-R-I-G-H-T. Fuel exactly. Right. It doesn't always come out. It's like Fuel Right. Feel Fuel Right. right. Fuel right,
1: yeah. Oh, snap, yeah. Fuel right, that one. Uh, what was I thinking? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cool now.
0: People are gonna remember it forever.
1: Yep, fuel right, yes. Yeah, this is the episode
0: <laughs> where we talked about cannibalism, that's right. And we are done with this episode. So, listeners, stay tuned. We'll keep cranking these out. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we're doing them a little bit more regular. The last episode. Um, it took us a little bit of time just cause we had some stuff going on at Thanksgiving and I was, uh, in the midst of redoing the website. So hang in there with that because, um, it took some time and the, the website when you're doing it yourself is, uh, takes a little bit more time. So that's it. All right. So thank you. If you have any questions, uh, Bennett mountainbikeradio.com, you can check out the website, uh, on Twitter, MTN bike radio. It basically everything is MTN bike radio. Except for Facebook, it's uh, Mountain Bike Radio. They're so all good. <laughs> you screwed it up too. See? <laughs> yeah, I just I wanted to keep all the handles short. That's why MTN Radio or MTN Bike Radio, because I found with uh, even emails Ben at mountainbikeradio.com got kind of long. So
1: oh yeah, I should do that too because Apex Nutrition LLC. No one knows how to spell nutrition, including <laughs> me. Like it's hard to type too. It's one of those like fingers can't do it. So got it.
0: All right, listeners, that's it. See you next time. See ya. Talk to you next time. And uh, thanks for listening.